0: Welcome to this week's Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast with, uh, with Guy and with David on a blustery, windy, <laughs> wet Thursday, Hello, everyone. Thursday yeah. morning.
1: We, we seriously thought of doing an outside broadcast today, didn't we? Um, but uh, <laughs> we've had to abandon that. We're not yeah. sure, A, that we would have stood up. And B, whether any, anybody could have heard us. But, I think um, the
0: water might have got into the electrics at some point. But, yeah, um,
1: and uh, good luck to the United players who have been trying to put on a session at uh, South Devon College on the all-weather pitch. I, I at the top of the hill. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they'll be hanging on to the railing, <laughs> I would have thought, most of the time, but... Um, They may even be doing a bit of a fitness session inside, I understand.
0: I wouldn't blame them at all. No. Now, given what's happened already this season, this obviously gives us a few moments of concern, doesn't it? The weather, the pitch has taken an awful battering You know, for the first half of the season, sharing with Truro. It's not been in the best of condition. And now we've got another couple of days of wet weather before match day against Dartford on Saturday. Is there any news from the club? Uh, The
1: news from the club is that as things stand, they they the, the game is in no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose people immediately say, "Well, neither was the Chelmsford match uh, yeah. last Tuesday." But um, uh, things are okay at the moment. They're hopeful of um, a, a day of at worst showers on Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, they've done everything they can at the moment. The covers are down on the worst areas of the pitch. They're they're um, Julian Goulthorpe and his staffer doing everything they can to make sure it's okay. Um, I think probably the main concern will be what happens conceivably on Saturday morning. Playmore uh, can handle showers, yeah, uh, just like most football pitchers can. Um, uh, even Cheltenham racecourses... Uh,
0: um, <laughs> Is the going officially through. soft up there? I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> the going's heavy
1: at Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, there's no particular extra measures being taken. I think they're, they're very hopeful at the moment that the game will be on, as we all are. Um, and um, fingers crossed, yeah. it much will depend, I think, on Saturday morning, You know what we get and how much of it we get. But, um,
0: no, game on. Game on. We will keep you posted on Devon Live, as always. Uh, as soon as we know, you will know. So we'll get to, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Fingers crossed! It's actually just brightened up. I
1: think I think that, that it's been blowing the huli, hasn't it, yeah. for, for several days, and that's a massive plus. Um, uh, but when you when you get wind, it's almost as good as a, the sun being yeah. out. In fact, it's probably better than the sun being out. So um, yeah, uh, carry on blowing out there. <laughs> you keep going, <laughs> yes, and, so uh, and then stop round about <laughs> lunchtime on Saturday.
0: So while we're on the subject of the weather, we'd better move on to a slightly controversial um, decision to rearrange the Chelmsford game, twice postponed Chelmsford game, which will now be played at Playmore on Tuesday, April the 2nd, four days before the Woking game.
1: Yes, as uh, it happens. As it happens. Yeah, as yeah. it happens.
0: Um, now, from what you were saying before we switched the recorder on, um, it, it's the club is, is being very diplomatic. The club is not saying anything about no. this rearranged date but that, that doesn't mean that we can't say. No, I mean,
1: I mean uh, it's, a, it's a strange one and a curious one as, as, as we report in the Herald Express this week. When games are postponed yeah. um, certainly at most of the levels that I've ever experienced and certainly at National League level the onus is always to try and get the game replayed as soon as yeah. possible.
0: And we've had experience of that in the past. Absolutely,
1: yeah. to, to mitigate the possibility of future problems mm. later in the season and we are in the middle of March now with only six weeks of the season to go. Yeah. Um, uh, so that if we get more, even more rain during the second half of March, early April, then you don't end up with clubs having to try and play three and four times a week in the last couple of weeks of the season, obviously. Um, now, United are absolutely not getting involved in any um, criticism of this, de- no. of this decision. Understandably. Understandably so. Um, uh, uh, especially in the wake of the second postponement last week, um, which I don't think anybody was very happy with, not with the decision to postpone it, it was absolutely the right decision to postpone it, but with the rigmarole that le- that led up to it, with the, with the league apparently insisting on United getting... Um, a referee of a certain standard in to make an early inspection and that didn't prove possible. And, and well, it, yeah, What Gary, happened
0: in the end was that the match referee yeah, um, ended came up to from make Dorset. Trip. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Which was okay, but I think Gary Johnson made it fairly clear afterwards and he wasn't having a go at anybody in particular. He was just saying that the league needs to look at this yeah. whole process and perhaps come up with a better way of handling these, the, these situations because an awful lot of people were inconvenienced um, uh, we've detailed a few of them in there all this week. We have. Paul Bastard driving down, United fanatic driving down from Manchester and getting as far as Kurzweil Gardens before discovering <laughs> that the game was off. <laughs> um, but, so all of that. Now, I'm given to understand, and United have not said this officially, that uh, they proposed, and it's not a shock. Mm. If they hadn't have done, we'd have all have asked why not. The 19th, next Tuesday yeah. and the 26th the following Tuesday and in these circumstances the home club usually in my experience and I think it's still the case they propose as the home club two alternative dates yeah. for the replay
0: and Chelmsford would have been available on those two they dates? they are available yeah. on
1: both those dates um, as far as we know their fixture mm-hmm. list and the club appear to be there available on both those dates um, if United haven't suggested 19th and 26th then they need their heads examining. So uh, you yeah. know, we assume, and I'm given to understand, that they you know, suggested both of those dates. The league have come back and said April the 2nd, uh, okay. the, 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 uh, the Tuesday night. Now, it doesn't really matter in the great scheme of things uh, from an administrative point of view whether United are playing Woking on the Saturday or the dog and duck. That's irrelevant. Yeah. But it's just a, a, a curious decision. It is to to, yeah. to not ask Torquay and Chelmsford to play on either the nineteenth or the twenty sixth, unless Chelmsford, and we don't know whether they have or not, and they're not saying, have specifically asked yeah. for not to play on either of those dates. In which case, why not? You know, in other words, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just a very strange set of circumstances, and um, it, Gary Johnson has has very diplomatic come out and said, well, I'm all right with it. I think the phrase was, we shall do what the league have instructed us to do, uh, and we have to approach it that if we beat Chelmsford, we'll be heading for working on the Saturday full of beans, I think was the phrase he yeah. used.
0: it but um, but on to its next logical point then, if this weather gets worse, yes. and the Dartford game is off, yep. perish the thought, but yep. if it's off... I assume we'll be playing that on either on, on the twenty sixth, presumably. Well, uh,
1: that would be the the height of fast, wouldn't it? Yeah. If 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 this Saturday's game against Dartford is off, and the league then say that United have to play Dartford on the say the twenty sixth. Yeah. Well, come on.
0: <laughs> we, yeah.
1: They have a question to ask, answer. Then they, don't
0: they? they certainly do. Yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and of course, nobody wants this to happen. Nobody, you know, um, you know, we all want these games played as early and as fairly as yeah. possible. Um, but it's just a pretty strange date for the league, and let and set aside the fact that United have had this huge game at Woking on on the sixth. Set aside that that's that's happens to be the the, the condition. But as I say, United could be playing anybody yeah. on the Saturday. Um, um, but as things stand, United will play Chelmsford on the second and Woking away on the
0: sixth. And um, fingers crossed, they win both of them. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the Woking game then, because the. Um, 1,400 tickets were sent by Woking. Was it forty exactly 1,400? 1,
1: 1,393. Okay. Yeah.
0: 14, all bar the seven yeah. tickets. Yeah. Uh, and they went quickly.
1: Very quickly. I think we all thought they would. Yeah. Um, I'm given to understand that some people at the Woking end on social media up there were saying, oh, I'm not sure Talkie will sell all that lot. Uh, well, eight hours later. <laughs> all gone. <laughs> all gone. Yeah. Um, and I know lots of people are now... Shopping well, around, trying to find ways of getting tickets for that match.
0: There are a lot of people on social media today, um, sort of trying to get hold of any spare tickets. Anybody got a spare? Uh, you know, people will. People yeah. are prepared to. People drive have been contacting, and, playing, yeah. all,
1: to my knowledge, to saying, you know, is. <laughs> Is there any chance that is that you know and the answers We're, coming back are friendly? We're very sorry, um, but no.
0: There's no chance of Woking sending any. Presumably, their like away if, end holds fourteen hundred. No, or. no.
1: The 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 setup at Kingfield or, or the. Lathwaite Community Stadium which I think is the right. current name yeah. is that United will be given virtually all uh, if not most of the standing terrace that runs uh, the open standing terrace that yeah. runs down one side of the pitch Okay. and a section of the big covered away uh, stand or away stand the big covered stand yeah. um, at the southern end of the ground I think it is I'm oh. trying to work out my geography but something like that anyway um, uh, at, but that, that will have to be segregated because there's a, a larger it isn't, it isn't all for away fans no. by any stretch so United have only got 293 seats in that stand yeah. 1,100 standing places on the open terrace Absolutely. and the reason I yes. sort of say all this is because from what I understand that was the, that is the safety capacity which has been licensed yeah. for that ground and it applied for the Watford third round FA Cup tie in January um, and that's it um i i there has been no noises from woking yet or so far that they might open up another section of that big stand seated stand yeah. there's certainly no more standing places available there is a covered standing terrace behind the opposite goal which is definitely for home fans yeah and the covered stand down the other side of the pitch where the dressing rooms are which isn't very big but um so total capacity of to the ground 5700 um as as of now, Wokinga have not given any indications of how many tickets have been sold at their end. They're just encouraging people to buy tickets in advance. I, I can't believe that come the match, people will be able to walk up on the day and, and pay to get in because that is just well, surely that would yeah. be asking for trouble. Yeah. Um uh, and I don't when I say trouble, I don't mean trouble with a capital T, I just mean potential problems.
0: Uh, yeah. It would be bothersome, wouldn't it?
1: That's right. So, it, But talkie it,
0: fans are already talking, you know, if we can't get a ticket, we'll just have to go in as yeah, own fans.
1: quite. Um, and fingers crossed that they're responsible and behave themselves, etc, etc. So... Um, uh, I, I, in a way it's sort of incumbent it's a funny word to use you can't force people to buy <laughs> tickets for anything can you but working fans really need to buy yeah, buy their, yeah. their allocation what's left of the tickets as quickly as possible um, t- uh, and to get to a point where hopefully this game is all ticket um, it's all ticket for United fans Yeah. so yeah. Um, uh, but what can we do We uh, United have sold theirs out in very quick time yeah, great yeah. Um and fingers crossed that uh, Woking supporters, and they're, they are well supported. This is a huge game. I think it's going to generate interest well outside the two clubs.
0: Think it, do you think um, we might see the kick-off shift in it? it? might be on the TV. Is
1: it likely to be a lunchtime
0: game that day?
1: I don't think at this stage. The only TV coverage would be National League be coverage. BT, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I think... I think, and I shouldn't say it when I'm not sure, that that there may be another game already lined up for national league right. coverage, and their games are at lunchtimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. On the TV, yeah. so I, I, as far as I can't really shed any light on that. Uh, and anyway, that would be. Uh, would that be a great thing for the day? You just want the. Biggest no, I'm, crowd just thinking, I'm just thinking um, of the kickoff time. Oh, yeah. see, sorry, so, well, you, you what know, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think even that would be wrong to do now. Yeah. Because quite a lot of talkie fans have already booked travel trains mm-hmm. to get them for there for a three o'clock kickoff to move it forward now would be
0: unpopular to say the you're telling, least, you're you're yeah. telling me yeah. so
1: um you know people are already making arrangements to get there by train car plane and whatever else yeah. that they can get there so i think that 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 is set in stone now for a three o'clock
0: kickoff. the a303 is just going to be talkie fans it is Wall to wall, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And 14, quite a lot of people
1: going by train, I think, as well. So.
0: 1,400 Torquay fans. There'll be half and half scarves on sale outside. Right? <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if someone's knocking them out
1: as we, as, as we speak. And of course, you know, you've got this very sizable capital support for Torquay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure they've they've all. Now, the current situation, if if, if a few of those haven't got tickets already through Plainmore, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you, there's got to be a potential that um, Torquay fans will be buying tickets in in Woking areas. Uh, you you hope that it's yeah if it happens that it doesn't cause any problems, and that's why it might be and if Woking are looking at it all well and good, to extend. Uh, to add a few more, at least a few more hundred seats yeah. in that away stand, but I know there is working season ticket supporters in that stand, so that may preclude that. That, that there may be working season ticket holders in seats close to the the away yeah. section. All this, all these problems that you know we're we're not party to. So um, yeah, um, it be, is what it is. It's going to be the, quite a day out. It is going to be yeah. quite a day out. Yeah. 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 So um,
0: yeah. We'll, uh, we'll keep you posted with any developments if, if, if
1: there's that, any okay. change at the Kingfield end um, uh, of the operation obviously we'll let people know as quick as possible mm-hmm.
0: so the the, um, the London based Gulls fans were uh, in evidence <coughs> along with the travelling supporters as well a great result at Billericay on yes, Saturday it's worth,
1: course, worth mentioning of course that Woking bless them yep. um, managed to salvage a 95th minute winner at Oxford City on Tuesday night yes And go top of the league by three points, although obviously they played a game more than United. So um, uh, well done to them. Yes. I think United fans were watching the score during the course of the game, going one all do very nicely. (laughs) And, And when it gets beyond the 90th minute, you tend to think. Yeah, I'll a, go and put the kettle on the Yeah, that, quite, yeah. yeah. And then Wrong. <laughs> Lo and behold, yeah. 90 plus 5. Uh, Both players, ironically, on loan from Oxford United, winning the game for them yeah. at Oxford City. <laughs> um, uh, Armani Little, who, by the way, is a very good player in midfield, yeah. and, um, scored an absolute peach of a free kick to, to equalise an early goal by Oxford City. But, um, yeah, so that's the situation. But... Uh, before Tuesday night, United managed to stay top of the league with uh, that win at Billericay.
0: Great win. I mean, they left that late as well. I mean, it was good team performance all the way through, though, wasn't
1: I, it? I, you know, we, m- many of us watched the Western Super Supermair game the yeah. previous Saturday, which United lost 2-1, um, an off day uh, yeah. in many ways, although they did create more than enough chances to have, to have got at least a draw, let alone win it. Um, but last Saturday at Billericay, it's one of those days, you know, uh, you're going to, um, Woking, by the way, we're home to Chippenham Town, and I yeah. think everybody thought they might win they, that game, and they did. Um, it's one of those days where, could United have afforded another defeat after, in the wake of yeah. Western supermare That would have made four defeats for United in the space of about eight games going back to Bath. I know they've won the other ones, but it wouldn't have been Great, wouldn't it? And and I'm sure one or two already nervous supporters would have um, started shifting uneasily from foot to foot. And in the circumstances, I thought it was an absolutely stonkingly good performance by United. All that they never looked like committing the type of individual mistakes which have given goals away in the last few weeks. Very difficult conditions, windy day, uh, blustery wind, which United had most of in the first half, uh, and um, Villaricci had in the second. Uh, and uh, it was a good tight competitive contest not a classic by any stretch of the imagination but you're going to come up against these games either conditions wise or because of the importance of the match and you just have to get stuck in and do whatever you need to win
0: I mean the games will get tighter like that won't they between now and the end of the season it's Let's say, it is all becoming quite concentrated now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. <clears throat> and, and both United and Woking are in a stretch of games at the moment, which will decide it one way or another, I think. Yeah. Um, games against teams who are also trying to get in the playoffs, trying to win promotion. But last Saturday, just just to sort of give fans who obviously weren't there, and there was the best part of 300 United supporters turned up in at the, at the AGP Stadium, a <laughs> um, couple of little interesting sort of colour things was... Um, the lengths that clubs will go to to try and hoodwink the opposition. Now this is this uh, um,
0: is interesting. There's a little bit of skullduggery going well, I, on Well, I,
1: I sitting there watching, and you know, I know most of the Billericay players, not personally, but you know how they kind of usually set up. Yeah. And I was curious in the build-up, and Gary Johnson and Peter Johnson were sort of leaning against the dugout, watching United's warm-up and Billericay's warm-up, and I looked across, and I couldn't help noticing a Jake Howells who I've seen play many times, many United fans have as well, for, for, for Dagenham in midfield. Yeah, And you know they have that kind of throw-up, heading and clearing sessions with the back four. Yes, And it was yeah. a definite back four with Jake Howells at left back, Mishia Fete and Charlie Wasmer in the middle yeah. and Joe Kizzy at right back. And I looked across and oh, I don't think that's the first time I've ever seen Jake Howells playing at left-back. But never mind, you think, oh, that's the way they're going. And Gary Johnson and Peter Johnson, as they confirmed later, (laughs) they looked across and went, hello, what's going on here? Yeah. As soon as the game kicked off, Jake Howells back into midfield and they play with a back back three. So they've even gone to the length of doing the wall. A little bit of a mind game. Trying to sort of hint that they were playing with four at the back rather than three at the back. Now, as it happened, um, that... It didn't play into United's hand, but tactically United got it absolutely spot on last Saturday. Yeah. They they, play, they had uh, Rui Keating on the right wing, Jake Andrews on the left wing, and constantly hit diagonal balls out to them to stretch, to exploit the space down the sides yeah. of the Billericchi back three. And those two, without ripping it to pieces, did a good job to force Billariki back and also to inhibit uh, Jamal Loza and Kieran but they're, they're two very quick wingers Yeah, uh, they could because United kept threatening down the sides of, of Kizzi and um, Mishia Fete they weren't as effective certainly for at least an hour as, yeah. as, as they might otherwise have been and then later in the game at 0-0 just when Billericchi are starting with the wind behind them now are starting to think Yes, we can win this. Yes, we can win this. And they're starting to come on a little bit strong. Yeah. Gary Johnson took off Keating and Andrews and sent on Calvin Kalala and Ryan Dixon on the left-hand side. Completely changed the game. Not changed the game because Dixon and um, Keating and Andrews had done a pretty good job. Um, But it was just what Billerickey couldn't handle at that Mm. particular time. Kalala scores, Dixon... Plays a hand in both goals. Uh, sorry, the first, certainly the first goal and several other dangerous moves. Yeah. And United were hitting them on the break. Scores one. Get another one uh, a couple of minutes later. Very, very good goal by the way. Six man move, counter attack mm. down the left hand side, and they win the game. Uh, a huge, huge result. Massive result. Um, and in yeah. fairness to Harry Wheeler, the, the Villarreal manager, Charlie Wasma gets sent off near the end. Um, loses it really. it was
0: really unnecessary, wasn't it? Well, I don't it? think fans yeah. have seen
1: it. I mean he completely took out Seiku Jani on the touchline, or yeah. he didn't actually kick him, but it was a pretty crude challenge. Seiku Jani runs back past him. I dare say he might have had a word as he went past and Wasmo sticks his forehead in his face. Seiku made an issue of it for a second or two, but it was no doubt who was the aggressor in, in the yeah. thing and the referee Rob Whitten sends him off. But um in in the wake of it all, uh, Harry Wheeler was saying afterwards, look uh, we think one or two decisions went against us, full-time Torquay. And then it was almost like he pulled himself up and said, mind you, they are the best team I've seen at this level, which I thought was, yeah. a, was, a, was a, 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 a magnanimous thing to say yeah. in the circumstances. In other words, he wasn't claiming that that Torquay hadn't deserved to win in the end. Um, and
0: and he'd, he'd had some help on the touchline well, during the I mean, afternoon. Amazing
1: he, this is. I, I mean, Glenn Tamplin, the the um uh, headline grabbing,
0: (laughs) colourful, chairman,
1: (laughs) uh, owner chairman. Uh, There's never a dull moment up there and it must be an interesting place to work. Um, But on the touchline on last Saturday, you've got Harry Wheeler in his tracksuit and next to him, Glenn Tamplin in a stylish, shall we say, overcoat, spending the entire game jumping up and down, shouting at the Players, you officials, etc. Now, I'm not saying he was abusing anybody, uh, not at
0: all. But he's in the technical area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And now he, he, he may well have put his name on the technical team yeah. and handed it to the referee. But I, 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 I failed to, to sort of. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> other chairmen that we might know at various levels <laughs> Premier League, Championship, yeah. you know, the, the Italian owner at Leeds United. Would he be allowed to stand on the touchline, hopping up and down, shouting his arms around and shouting at the referee and the linesman? I don't think he no. would be. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Glenn Tamplin was, was being abusive or anything like that. It was just a very strange scene. And he, was, he stayed there for the whole game. There was yeah. no attempt to get him to sit down or anything like that. But all credit to him, the moment the final whistle has come and they've lost a hugely important game for them. It, slipped, yeah. it dropped them down about three places, I think. He was the first one over to shake hands with Gary Johnson, all the United yeah. um, technical team, the backup team, the bench, and some of the players as well. So uh, um, credit to him for that. You know, in other words, he's a, he is a, a larger than life character, yeah. and in that case, he was he behaved like it. Um, and uh, you know, uh, good for good. him. He, good he, there for was him. no there was no berating the referee over the sending off or anything like that he just, as soon as the faster was he went straight over and shot down yeah. to as many United people
0: as he could find and, and I thought that was a nice touch. Now you mentioned Ryan Dixon when talking about the match, the Villa of game there. He had quite an influence on the game and there's a piece in the Herald Express that you've done this week that he could have an influence between now and the end of the season, couldn't he?
1: Well, all season, I think if 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 Gary Hours made one signing that ticked a lot of boxes for people last summer, it was signing Ryan Dixon with all due respect to the other lads from um, Town yeah. uh, on what we now know as a two-year contract. Very experienced player, class act, um, coming towards the end of his career, but still lots to offer. Um, and I think everybody was really pleased when ours signed Dixon. Um, he got a fractured um, lower good? leg bone in a training ground was tackle.
0: A long and troublesome injury. And wasn't it, it really? went on. and it yeah. took a long time yeah. to
1: get over that. Uh, and his season really has been hampered, I think, is, mm. putting it mildly, by uh, injuries. Uh, interestingly, uh, he made his first start after that um, in the away game against Wheelsdon, which came quite clo- uh, early yeah. in Gary Johnson's time. Of course, Gary Johnson was his manager at Yeovil um, before, so they've worked together. They before. know each other pretty well. They know each they? other pretty yeah. well. And um, uh, he came straight with no warm-up match at all. And played an important part in that game. Yeah, uh, United won three 0 at Wheelstone, which, when you look back, that looks increasingly like a very good result, and it was. Yeah. Um, then he picked up other niggles, and so United fans haven't really seen very much of him. He, he, he's made, I think, before last Saturday, he made something like ten starts and nine sub appearances. Yeah. and Most of the sub appearances have been, eighty-fifth minute, that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and we're talking at a time when. Um, quite a lot of fans have been questioning the fact that Gary Johnson hasn't strengthened the squad uh, and I noticed somebody was really quite aggressive about it the other day yeah. Um, yeah you know saying what's Peter Johnson doing he hasn't brought anybody in I haven't you know cetera, as if yeah, this is their shout you know I know it's you know this is the, the world and people can say what they like unfortunately <laughs> people who haven't got a clue what they're talking about and people who probably do but never mind um And Johnson has has consistently said, I'm all right with this group. Yeah. This is what we're going to go with. If anything comes along to change, materially change it, we know where we can go and get a player or two. And then all of a sudden last Saturday, having one or two other short sub appearances, he sends Ryan Dixon on with what turns out to be about 25 minutes to go. Yeah. By the way, there were six minutes of stoppage time on last Saturday and no one could work out where that came from, but still never mind. And you saw what a player he could be in yeah. the, over these next few weeks. When he went on, I, I kind of thought that he might send him on at left-back, where, of course, he's played a large part of his career, yeah. and push Liam Davis forward to left-wing-back, because we all know how good Davis yeah. is going forward. But no, he, he, he left Davis at left-back, and, and um, uh, Ryan Dixon left midfield. And he went energy, attitude, he's obviously got a very good left foot, and he just looked a real yeah. weapon. Yeah. And of course, all of a sudden, now that subs bench is looking a little bit stronger as a, as a result of that. Uh, and uh, he can play left-back, he can play left midfield, he can play central midfield. Yeah, 32 years old, best part of 400 senior appearances. He's good in the air uh, for, for his size. Um, and uh, you know you just think he's arriving relatively fresh, to, yeah. the, to the party yeah. um, and uh, it, it was just a, a really encouraging performance that you 've got somebody like that up your sleeve you wouldn't have any argument starting with him anyway no. um, and it's just thrown another card into the into the hand doesn't it for the for these last few yeah. weeks of the season yeah. uh, don 't get me wrong I, Jake Andrews is a very very talented and, and, and good player i wouldn 't have any argument at all I don 't think many but if, if, if Gary Johnson doesn't start with him against Dartford on Saturday mm. with Dixon still up his sleeve. Um, uh, we can, you can talk about that until yeah. you're blue in the face. But uh, it was just, you came away and thought, this, this whole thing, some supporters can't understand sometimes why p- players don't start and p- some players are on the bench. I always remember Paul Buckle back in the day when yeah. he had Elliot Benyon and Elliot Benyon was on yeah. the bench nearly every single week. Yeah. And he would send him on with 20 minutes to go and he'd score. And everybody would go, oh, there you are. Buckle doesn't know what he's doing. Why doesn't he start with him? And then eventually he would start with him and Elliot Benyon would have to be taken off himself. <laughs> uh, don't get me right, Elliot Benyon was a thoroughly good player, yeah. but he was young. He was very young when he was at, at that time with United. He was still learning the game. He could come on quick, busy, against defenders who'd been in a game for 70 minutes, get his goal, do something, and look really good. That's different to starting. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, sometimes supporters, sh- I think, should think about why a manager is doing what he's doing. Mm. And at the moment, Rory Keating, Rory Keating wouldn't put his hand up and say I'm a specialist right winger. Uh, Jake Andrews actually probably prefers playing left central midfield than yeah. actually as a left yeah. winger. But those two can do a job out there. Ke- Keating uh, wins a whole. He did a game last Saturday at uh, Billerickie defensive headers. And valuable in, yeah. in and around yeah. his, his, his own box. Uh, works his backside off. Puts other defenders under pressure. Makes sure they're in with the game. What's the phrase? Keeps them honest. Yes. Andrews yeah. on the other side. Classy young player. And then you imagine when those two players have had 70 minutes against somebody, then you send on Calvin Kalala and in this case Ryan Dixon. Yeah. Kalala can do an awful lot of damage against tiring defenders. He scored on Saturday, immediately started taking people on. Yeah. That's the type of thinking that people should think just because Calvin Kalala may be more of an out and out right winger than Ruri Keating. It's all about making the best use of the players you've got in, in all the players you've got in your squad.
0: And it's worked up to now, hasn't it? It's worked. So we've got Dartford. On yep. a Saturday, home to there weather in. permitting, it should be um, should be quite a game. Yeah, again, they've been they?
1: working twice in the last few weeks. Um, I think they've won what six out of seven, something yeah. like that. Uh, that'll be a real, real test. They they are hitting. They've hit form at just the mm. right time. Um, very very experienced team, like a lot of them are. Yeah. Uh, quite a few club stalwarts who've been there for a while. Good team spirit, and mm. he's just. Uh, they've got two managers, the way, they've got joint managers Adam Flanagan and Jamie Corr, who won the Manager of the Month award between them. Don't know which one yeah. takes the cup home, but uh, last month for for February, um, and they've just signed a, a interesting um, lad called uh, Roberts, uh, who spent most of his career in Scotland, um, and, yeah. and and uh, he's he's come into the team and and scored eight goals in thirteen games, some thirteen starts, something like that, including an absolute. Dormer against uh, when they beat Gloucester last Saturday, a, a right yeah. foot angled volley, which they'd be, you'd be, we'd be watching for weeks and weeks if Neymar had scored it. Um, so yeah, proper proper test proper on test. Saturday.
0: Any uh, news of Opie Edwards? Is he still not yet? No, no. I, th-
1: I think they are being very very careful with him. Yeah. This, this, this this there's obviously a problem there has been. Uh, I, Gary Johnson is reasonably optimistic, and I think he's got him penciled in for maybe the last month. Yeah, uh, possibly, but I don't think unless we'll probably ask him tomorrow, and he say, "Oh yeah, he's back with us already." But um, certainly no. Uh, no. Um, I mean, that's another one. You know, you you chuck him into the mix. Yeah, a uh, fit Opie Edwards with the pace he's got, um, and all of a sudden it, it, you you'd go, "Well, no, we don't need anybody else." No. But um, but this this weekend as well, big big weekend coming up. Um, six of the top eight teams play each other this weekend. Woking go to Welling. Yeah, which is. That'll be, be tough. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, United, obviously second, they play Dartford, who are sixth, and Bath, who are up to third place after a midweek mm. win, they play Wheelstone, who are eighth. So um, a, a lot of points, potential yeah. points, could be gained and dropped on, on, on Saturday. Uh, I know, you know your heart sinks when Woking go and win a midweek and suddenly they're three points ahead you know, you do have to look at it look United have got a game in hand if this was at the bottom of the table we will all be going oh better to have the points than the game in hand yeah. but I think when you're at the top you have to look at it maybe as the, the other way around the game in hand and the goal difference and the is game in hand cool. of course is Chal- it's Chelmsford so yeah. that won't be worked out until no. that week. until the
0: week before the Woking game quite uh, but our goal difference is still worth considerably better worth a point than theirs. Um, yeah. and,
1: and of course effectively the top two I know you should never say this until it's mathematically certain but it looks. It's looking increasingly. It is like beginning it's, to it's now. United and Woking. Yeah. I think United are effectively three wins clear of anybody else. Yeah. Um. Uh, which at this stage of the season, with only eight or nine games to go, you know, you're you, you're asking for everyone else to win everything, and yeah. United or Woking to effectively collapse, and I can't see that happening.
0: So looking a little bit further ahead, we've looked up the playoff dates, so you don't have, have you? to. <laughs> yes. But just in case, I thought just in case the worst happens and we The worst, the being worst second being That's second the first play. time we've ever said
1: that in United's <laughs> history, isn't it? You know, the worst case scenario. Oh my goodness, we finished second. We finished
0: second. How about that? <coughs> so on Wednesday, May the first, fifth will play sixth. Yeah.
1: Just to explain to everybody that second and third don't play in That's the first right. round of That's the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they are guaranteed home games in the semi-final. Exactly.
0: But carry on. So this is how it'll work. So yeah, yeah May, the, May the 1st, 5th versus 6th and 4th versus 7th. Yeah. And then, turning over the page in my old paper diary, I hope you appreciate right. this, the old-fashioned I, I paper wouldn't have expected, office diary. I wouldn't have
1: expected anything different.
0: Then on Sunday, the 5th of May, which is Bank Holiday Weekend and the BMAD Festival at Paynton, Um, it will be the team that finishes second against fifth or sixth. Well,
1: that would hopefully be United if they don't win it.
0: Yeah. And the team that finishes third, which is Bath at the moment, against fourth or seventh. Yeah. And then out of those two semi semi-finals on Saturday... No, it isn't, sorry. It's Sunday, May the 12th, the playoff final. Which would be at the ground of the higher-placed team. Yeah.
1: So if United finish second, for instance, or Woking... They would be guaranteed to play at home all the way through the playoffs as long as they keep as long as yeah. they win the, 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 their semi final. Um, and in other words, if it ended up second v third in the final, it would be played on the ground of the second team, not, not the other way around. Obviously, if the second team was to you know, yeah, lose in the semi final, the final would be switched to the
0: higher place team, higher place team. So, Pro- prospect of. If the worst comes to the yeah. worst, May the twelfth at Playmore, home to Bath or yeah. Billericay or something like that.
1: Yeah, um, so that's the scenario. Yeah. Um, so don't make any
0: plans for those dates for the first fortnight
1: in May. Yeah. No, no. Um, the uh, just to sort of give people a little bit of a look ahead to the United Working Programme. They are both currently in in. Potentially decisive spell. Yeah. Um, uh, United finish up with four games against ooh, Eastbourne, Hungerford, Chippenham, St Albans Those are their last four matches. I'm not sure if I've got the order quite right. But at the moment, United have obviously got Dartford at home Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Concord, who are tenth at the moment, and I'm not quite sure how strong they would be, but mm. you know they've still got a chance of getting in the playoffs. Yeah. Wheelstone who are 8th at home Chelmsford now at home on the 5th yeah um, who are what 3rd or 4th something like that and Woking away those 5 games ought to decide uh, United's fate Woking Welling away this Saturday 4th place they've got Slough at home -hmm. Okay, you might expect them to win that Slough in the middle of the table, but they're not the worst team. Slough a bit like Concord; they're on a par with them. But you would think that Slough at home, Woking would be favourites to win that game. Bath away, third. Yeah. Torquay home, second. Chelmsford away, fifth. That's
0: that's tough games. Woking's next five matches.
1: So you can see that it the die will almost certainly be cast over both of these the clubs next next five matches. And um, well, let's get to it.
0: Let's get to it, absolutely. Looking forward to every moment of it, to be
1: honest. It's going Um, to be quite so. And and, and, uh, uh, that win at Billericke, I think, was psychologically very important for for United to go in the wake of Western Supermare. Um, and you know as we pointed out in last week's podcast these things can happen and they do little icebergs Um, and and, uh, it it happens to the best teams Yeah. you know who on earth looking back over the Premier League season would suggest that Crystal Palace would go and win at Manchester City it happened it did and uh, and these things can and do happen and Western Supermair hopefully United will look back at the end of the season we'll all be going how on earth did Western Super take four points off us? Especially since having won at Playmore, they went and lost five 0 yeah. at home to Wheelston on the <laughs> uh, on the Tuesday night. But um, there you go. A
0: couple of things elsewhere in the in the wide world of football have caught our eye this week, haven't they? Um, the Jack Grealish incident in the Birmingham derby, where a Birmingham fan got onto the pitch at St Andrews and clobbered uh, Villa skipper and eventual match winner Jack Grealish. Yeah, um, that and makes then you... the
1: following day.
0: Uh, was it the following
1: day or the same day?
0: Was it later? Was it the late kickoff on the was same late day? Late kickoff, not
1: quite sure. Anyway, Emirates, Arsenal B, Man United fan runs on uh, tries. I think to yeah lamp um, Smalling did it. Uh, I'm not sure whether he missed or whether he was playing at it. But um, no, the the the, um, the Grealish incident. Yeah, was, that was a shocker. Wasn't <clears> it, it was. Yeah, yeah. And and you know he tried to do it. He meant to do it, and he did do it.
0: Yeah. So he, I mean the, the, the fan who did that has been jailed now, but it does yeah. make you think, I mean, especially in games at small grounds where you know the fences are low, the crowds are still pretty big, aren't they? I, I, I don't know if, I can't remember an incident at Playmore where anything like that has happened. I, I, we've had players on but we had fans on the pitch before. Yeah,
1: um, I, It's the difference.' It's, it's the nasty, yeah criminal intent of, 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 of that. Now, you're tempted sometimes to go down the road and saying, well, hold on a minute, proper fans like lower division supporters who aren't Yabu Sucks supporters at top level. We don't do that kind of thing. Um, uh, I can't remember the lot. It's unthinkable that a fan would run on at a lower division ground. These are working class lads having to you know, yeah. grip their teeth yeah. for a living these, pe- these people aren't being paid thousands and tens of thousands of pounds a week the players I mean and, and, and you know yeah. what possessed uh, but uh, that that fan to run on um, and, and hit Grealish extraordinary it's, it's interla- absolutely interla- extraordinary of the gods. I, I do think and I know this goes against the grain of some pundits that there is a danger of going over the top in these circumstances to suggest that Birmingham City who were the unlucky club in a way yeah. It's not Birmingham's yeah. fault that this fa- this stupid fan. You know they're not somehow completely responsible for the behaviour of all their supporters. My goodness, most of the House of Commons would be you know, <laughs> uh, uh, queuing up at the dole queue for, 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 be for having for debates that. behind closed uh, doors. Quite yeah. Um, so, but to suggest that Birmingham City should in, shum- should in some way carry the can, as mm. some people were suggest- suggesting. You know what play game behind closed doors who get dot points because one fan runs at one stupid fan. Yeah. Runs at... I noticed not many people were suggesting that Arsenal should play behind closed doors um, no. or have points deduction when it happened there. Um, but uh, I, I think you know you have to throw the book at the, those people, yeah, do it properly. Everybody, I think, has been pulled up and shocked. I mean, you imagine if that if this happens at any ground this Saturday, any ground yeah. anywhere the entire ground will be booing their heads off and wanting that fan to be yeah. thrown straight in the cooler and being caught first thing Monday morning. Bank this isn't right. something yeah. that anybody in the game takes any pleasure over. It's not a laughing matter, you know. No. It's not a, it's it's not somebody, you know, stripping off and running across the pitch, even though you don't want to see that either. You don't but, see
0: streakers yeah. anymore, though, do you? No, well, there you are, yeah. That's the um, 1970s, it, thing, it, eight, it, it, or 80s thing, isn't it? It, it? is,
1: it is. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's a shame if we suddenly start having... Over- oh, the whole of football is infected by this... No, it isn't. Mm. No, it isn't at all. Uh, this was a couple of incidents. I wonder whether the incident at Arsenal... Had any was at all influenced by, uh, you know, well, what what what? In other words, that Wally at Arsenal had gone. Oh, did you see the guy? You know, see uh, that's
0: the worry, though, isn't it? That somebody <coughs> sees it and copies it and and you know thinks it's okay to just go on and Absolutely. do whatever. Yeah,
1: but at least you have to create a, 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 an atmosphere, which I think does exist. Yeah. Where anybody who do, d- does that knows that they are so beyond the pale that. If they go back in the crowd, which they wouldn't do because they'd be apprehended. Yeah. But in other words, if they then try and go back in the crowd, they'll be met. They'll be met by a small band of people who would who would give them what for. Yeah. Now, you know. I know you shouldn't recommend that sort of thing. But in other words, this isn't it, something that, that that anybody who runs on the pitch can possibly think of as oh, this is you know something that 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 is is obviously it's not okay. But but. Uh, I hope we don't go down the road of, 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 of overreacting. And I know that's a, it's, that may come over as a rather sort of manby-pamby attitude. But I, I think you know good behaviour is something yeah. that's worth fighting for in the right way.
0: And in many ways, it's up to the, the crowds to police themselves, isn't it? It's up mm. to football fans. And we've made that uh, point. 99.99% of decent football fans to police themselves. Absolutely. And, and of
1: course, United have had recent examples of it at Bath City um yeah. where uh, those fans were banned on the evidence of other united support a lot of it on the evidence mm-hmm. of other united supporters who were there on the, on the day um it, look it's no good being po-faced about it and saying oh it can't possibly happen to Playmore. Well, of course it could we've had we've yeah. had some incidents involving talky fans this season maybe one of fans, but, but they haven't been trying to no. land players i hasten to add but
0: maybe one of the saving graces of the Woking match tickets having been sold at Plainmore um, and having gone largely to people who were very committed to getting them yeah. is that that little fringe of um, troublemakers that Torquay seemed to attract on away fixtures may not have got their hands on tickets you
1: certainly hope so uh, and of course United did offer this little rider to their thing saying that when you, if you have a ticket yeah. if you are banned you can still be denied yeah. access yeah. And, uh, and or thrown out um, so it, just because you bought, managed to buy a ticket, if you are banned, it doesn't mean you're going to get into no. the game. So um, you know, fingers crossed there.
0: The other thing that caught our eye: um, great shame for Darren Moore. <coughs> Beg pardon, Darren Moore, who was managing West Brom and doing a pretty fine job of it up until last weekend.
1: I, I was astonished on on the way back from Billericay. My phone was texting and calls from people uh, quite highly placed in the game. Yeah. who were horrified uh, at that decision. Um, uh, this is a guy who they threw the job at in desperation at the end of last year when yeah. they were all but down. Um, they won at Man United. They, they went on a, yeah. a, a terrific run he, that, that he reinvigorated them, nearly kept them up yeah. when they had no right to even think that they might be. If
0: they'd given him the job a couple of weeks sooner, he probably, probably would have kept them up. He'd probably have done yeah. it.
1: Uh, He takes over a team... Now, this is... Here we go again. It's this arrogance on the part of some people that they think that just because you get relegated from the Premier League, you've still got most of your Premier League players. By the way, they lost the most important one, which is Rondon up front. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, That you're automatically going to be promoted from the division which everybody now in world football knows is the hardest division to be promoted out of in world football. And where are they? They're fourth. OK, they've had one or two disappointing home performances recently. For goodness sake. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who's to say that he wouldn't have kept going, got them in the playoffs, and they've gone up, gone up through the playoffs? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And, and it's, it was a comment on modern football and the expectations and this kind of short-term yeah. obsession with, with producing results every single week. Uh, um, you know, I'm sure there will be West Brom supporters who say, "Oh no, I've been to games recently, and we can't work out how he's doing this. He can't work out he's doing this." Blah 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 blah. Where are you? In, don't get me wrong. If they were fifteenth or yeah, something like yeah. that, you know, uh, um, it, it's just it just defies all understanding of how a football works and, and, and the game. I wonder if and, that's
0: some kind of record as well, being fourth in a table as competitive as the Championship. Well, and of course, and this follows on Carranca at
1: Nottingham Forest. He got sacked, and they were sixth, yeah. yeah. at the time. And you just go, what, what world are these are these owners in, you know? And and you have to point it in the direction of the people at the top of the club. This is, you know, there's a, there's a managing director there called I think his name is Jenkins. And uh, are they Chinese owners at West Brom? I think I think they might be. They're the people who have made this decision. Uh, and of course by the way when it happened everybody thought oh well they've got somebody lined up straight away no they haven't they they haven't or or, or if they have they've been turned down already Wagner the ex Huddersfield manager appears to have gone thanks but no thanks (laughs) if you were going there you would sit in front of that board having your interview and I think you'd go excuse me um, by the way in view of what's happened to the last bloke what's the job security like here yeah. And they'd have to answer it yeah. because because, you know, in other words, if they can get rid of Darren Moore in those circumstances, you can get ri- you can get sacked for finishing second.
0: That's, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy. And Darren Moore, I mean, always always welcome whenever he turns up back at Playmore again. He's, he's, Top he's, bloke. Yeah, and, of course uh, he is. And
1: that yeah. and, and that just makes it worse. It's, yeah. it's you know, you don't keep somebody in a job because he's a nice guy. Of course you don't. But this was a bloke who was doing his job. Doing his job, you know? doing it well. Yeah. I mean, nice in other words, in where place. would West yeah. Brom have to have been in the table for them not to sack him? Mm. What, top? Yeah. What, with Leeds, Sheffield United, my old team? North Mighty City, Norwich. City, you know, yeah. uh, Derby County, Aston Villa. Come yeah. on. Crazy. Ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. So. And now you've got a load of people who normally are quite... Sort of friendly, you know, quite like West Brom, are all hoping to he- to hell that they don't get promoted. Stupid, well, yeah, isn't it? You know? West Brom um, are a club.
0: They they are. You're right. They're one of those clubs that people look back. Well, they nobody, think of the West Brom of the '60s oh, and the '70s, yeah, and everybody yeah. loves West Brom. Yeah. Well, you know, unless you're in the Black Country and support one of the others. Wolves, but, uh, yeah, yeah, quite.
1: But it's just a just a very. It was a it was a traveling back from Bellerive as I said on Saturday night. My is going, bzz, 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 oh, goodness, they, somebody else is saying, oh, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> couldn't They just couldn't, these are people in football, not fans necessarily, mm. <coughs> professional people in football who, who, who couldn't get over it, yeah. you know, but what, two, a, what a weird game it is.
0: Two more things on the Any Other Business before we let you go. First of all, congratulations to Leroy Resenia, who we believe is collecting is MBE at oh, the Marcus. Palace today? Yeah. I don't know which Palace he's at or who's handing it or, out, but. Or which
1: uh, Royal is, is handing it out. Yeah.
0: R- richly deserved, and congratulations to Leroy. Yeah. And um, also best wishes to Willie Brown, Bomber Brown, who I believe is not in the best of health at the moment. No. Um, absolute mini stand hero, Willie Brown.
1: And was at Playmore only three weeks, three or four weeks ago for yeah. the Ian Twitchin reunion? Uh, and he's been taken ill and a, li- and a little under the weather so yeah, the very very
0: very best of wishes to, uh, to Bomber Brown see you back at Playmore soon hopefully we'll be back at Playmore on Saturday weather permitting fingers crossed it looks lovely out there now yeah, Look, yeah. the clouds have parted it, it,
1: it may be horrible to train in but <laughs> the wind can, keep, uh, can probably keep blowing until kick off on Saturday
0: We'll be there for the three o'clock kick-off against Dartford. It's always nice to see people. Good to see three or four people came up at the last home game. Come there's a tell bit us. of a rugby
1: match on later on, but come on. There is. Know, well, It's, uh, it's it, five o'clock kick-off. It's, it's Grand Slam day on, yeah, on, on yeah, Saturday, no, I mean, hopefully. There's far more important things to be sorted out at <laughs>
0: more. We'll see you there. Three o'clock kick-off, and as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.